You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here with you today. And now we're really excited to be joined by Dr. Steve Dillingham. He's the director of the U.S. Census Bureau and a 1973 graduate of Winthrop University. Dr. Dillingham, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. So tell us your Winthrop experience. Tell us uh, how you ended up at Winthrop and, and what it was like when you were there. Well, that's an interesting uh, question. In my experience at Winthrop, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than most people probably listening today, uh, but I attended Winthrop in 1972. I transferred in, and I was there in 1972, and uh, I actually graduated in 1973. Uh, it, it was a different institution. Uh, it was called Winthrop College, and they had just uh, approved on a limited basis to have male uh, students at the school. So I'm one of the original male graduates of Winthrop. That's pretty interesting. We just talked to someone who graduated in 87, and she had mentioned how much the campus had changed. So just think about how the changes you would have observed being there when uh, when Winthrop went to co-ed. That's very interesting. A- ab- absolutely. And uh, uh, it, it was very interesting. And, and males were not allowed. You know, there were no housing or or extracurricular activities or even sports for males. And uh, so it was a much different environment. Um, I, in some classes that I that I took there, uh, it, uh, in several, I was the only male uh, student in the class. Well, looking at your, your bio and, and your resume, um, you have certainly had a super impressive career and super impressive list of education accomplishments. You've been director of the Bureau of Justice Statistics, director of the Bureau of Transportation Statistics. Um, just talk a little bit about your career and, and some of the things that you've done. Well, um, it has been a very interesting career and a very varied career. Uh, you mentioned those uh, those other statistical agencies. I'm I'm the 25th director of the Census Bureau, and I'm the only one that had uh, experience uh, heading up other statistical federal statistical agencies. So uh, that uh, uh, certainly uh, created my interest as I got to my my current uh, position uh, with the Census Bureau. But uh, it's uh, I have uh, I actually uh, needed to count the other day, and I think I had about I've had about 30 jobs since I graduated from Winthrop, give or take one or two. I'm not sure which way it goes. So uh, it, it has been a very interesting time. And uh, a lot of the jobs that I had, though, they were with sometimes the f- same departments and agencies. Uh, most of them was public service. And I, I developed a, a strong interest in public service when I went to Winthrop and in the study of, of government and uh, and public policies. So uh, I've, I've searched, I've, I've sought out different opportunities uh, uh, in public service. And uh, so, you know, it, it seems that on average, about every year and a half or every two years, I would change responsibilities. So I've been through a half dozen federal agencies. I've worked for the Congress, gone to the private sector uh, a few times, and uh, as well as I was an administrator of a, uh, a nonprofit organization. Dr. Dillingham, you're you're talking to two guys, and you're making us feel a little bad about ourselves because the other day we made a YouTube video. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dr. Dillingham, um, I'm just really curious. I mean, with with your background and everything, what what started it? How did you get um, uh, interested in in statistics? Well, I, I've been interested, as I said, I've, I've had varied interests, but uh, a lot of it has uh, involved research and data. 
And uh, again, the interest in public policy, I, I guess I was probably an early proponent of what sometimes people call data-driven policies or at least evidence-based policies. So when, when my interest in policies were to always study and get the best available information and to help formulate uh, the views, and, and that's carried over into my, my public service. So working uh, in primarily for the federal government, uh, there were some other opportunities when I was actually teaching, but uh, when I was in the in my service presently in the federal government, we always try to uh, make sure we have the best available data that can inform the decisions. And there's no better place than the Census Bureau where we produce <clears throat> the nation's most data, and I, and I would argue the most valuable data for the nation. And, uh, and among that is the, is the decennial census. So you've been in your position now at the Census Bureau for about a year. What, what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's a little over a year. I'm counting the days here. It's, I'm approaching a year and a half, and uh, it's a it's it's an exciting, very interesting uh, agency. But every ten years, it gets even more exciting. Uh, they call it the uh, the decennial census. This year, the 2020 census is the largest hiring that the federal government does since World War II, and it happens every ten years. So we're going to be hiring more than a half million part-time workers in addition to the thousands that we have already. And uh, the this census has been a very interesting and challenging one in many different ways. We have new technologies. We've had new issues, everything from legal issues. And now we have the uh, coronavirus issue that we're wrestling with. So it, it is a, a very uh, exciting opportunity and experience here at the, uh, the Census Bureau. And uh, I, I'm very honored to work with the career professionals here that do a fantastic job. Uh, the agency has such a, a, a great reputation and, and much talent. We are actually one of the larger institutions uh, in terms of the numbers of PhDs that we have. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco and Mark Nortz here with you, and we're speaking with Dr. Stephen Dillingham. He's the director of the U.S. Census Bureau. He graduated from Winthrop University in 1973. You mentioned it being a little more interesting this time for the census because of the pandemic. What kind of concerns do you have about maybe the shutdown affecting or or limiting or making people less likely to respond to the census? Well, that, that is a, a great question, and that is a question that I'll be addressing in about uh, uh, less than three hours, actually in about two hours, with a congressional committee. So we're actually having a briefing uh, to the House Oversight Committee, and that's usually about uh, maybe three dozen uh, House members. And those are the questions they're presenting to us. They would like to know what are our current plans, what are our challenges, what are our needs. Uh, and uh, th those are uh, very uh, uh, important topics that we are planning. And I can tell you that uh, less than a week ago, the, uh, the president and others announced a new plan to reopen the nation, and that has really resulted in us going back and adjusting our plans. And so the last week has been uh, long days and, and nights and meetings each and every day, um, numerous meetings uh, with our senior staff and others to formulate the plans, how we can do it safely uh, for the American public as well as for our employees. So there's a lot that goes into it, and uh, and those plans we'll be discussing today. 
Well, we really appreciate you let us know before you let Congress know. We feel really <laughs> honored. It's really interesting, and I guess my question is all the all the technology people are using during this time to connect with each other. When you meet with Congress, I'm assuming that's going to be virtually, and, and tell me about how technology like Zoom or um, Google Chat might be implemented to keep the census going while we're at the during these stay-at-home orders. Um, well, there is a lot to it, and we are having a uh, uh, we're meeting by 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 phone today, um, and we are looking into virtual hearings in the future. But this this is a the nature of, of a very important briefing, um, and there are different um, technologies that we employ. You mentioned one though that uh, uh, the federal government received guidance in the past week that we cannot employ that uh, particular technology that you mentioned uh, for for some uh, security reasons. So uh, in our systems, we do have this the new technology with the census that we're using. And one of the biggest issues has been uh, the protecting the system and cybersecurity issues and and um, and, and a lot of, you know, potential uh, threats and uh, um, misinformation, et cetera. So we we uh, we have some very talented people that work on that. But uh, working with Congress as well as our stakeholders, a lot of our activities in the near future will be virtual until we uh, have a situation where we can have the interpersonal meetings, uh, which right now is, is not a time to do that. Okay. Normally, um, Steve, you know we would we would be. Um at Winthrop Day, and we would be talking with students and everything, and um, and finding out like what they're interested in and why they would want to come to Winthrop. Um, if you could tell us, like you know, what 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 would you tell a student who's thinking about a career, you know, maybe with the Census Bureau or or something to do with with data analysis? Um, what would you tell that student? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. We have uh, we've had at least a half dozen Winthrop graduates. Uh, some have moved on, a few to other agencies. But I think we have uh, maybe six currently and two of them that I've worked directly with, one very important position who is working on what we call our non-response follow-up, that is managing the census takers across the nation. Another is in the public relations business, and she works with a uh, company and has been very helpful in a lot of our outreach uh, activities and events, and uh, we we, – but we have put, had to stop those events, and, and, and hopefully we can resume them uh, in the future when it's safe to do so. So we, we are using Winthrop Talent. I encourage, I did see recently where Winthrop uh, started a new major in data science, and I think that's fantastic. Um, at the Census Bureau, we have created new job categories for data science. So that's a perfect kind of a uh, major that would help with uh, anyone interested in coming to the Census Bureau or another statistical agency. When we first got you on the phone, you started to tell us a story about being in Alaska to count the first person for the census. Tell us that story, if you would. Um, There's so much to it, but uh, it was a very adventuresome uh, thing that uh, is a tradition. And we actually began in January in the heart of winter in remote Alaska to count the first person because people, uh, particularly uh, tribal populations and other in Alaska, uh, are confined to their houses. They really cannot get out. It's a frozen environment. And so I flew in and uh, uh, in a very small plane when the weather finally permitted us to land and uh, went to count the first person. I can't identify the person because that's uh, protected uh, by federal law. 
But uh, I got on a snowmobile and went to the house of the first person to be counted. Uh, there was press in the area. They weren't supposed to watch me to see which house I went into or who it might be. But uh, word leaked out. Uh, there has been coverage of it. But it was, a, it was a quite an experience to go in and to speak with someone and go over the census, which only takes uh, less than 10 minutes. Uh, and it was a, a native Alaskan that spoke a different language. And that person, when I finished, you know, we talk about trust, but the person looked up at me and in perfect English said, thank you. And uh, it was really, for me, it was very emotional to see the trust and the support we had. And on the way, I, I got a notice that I had to be at the plane in five minutes because of the snowstorm coming in. And we stopped by the village school. And all the people in their native costumes and with native foods uh, and with native music were celebrating the 2020 census. And uh, so it, it, it was it was it was a wonderful experience. And I made it back to the plane in time to take off uh, with 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 almost no visibility. And uh, but we also had uh, a lot of uh, the evening before we stayed up all night and, and did some satellite interviews uh, around the nation about the first count. So that's how we got started uh, in, in January and counting the first person. Wow, that's a pretty cool story. One last thing to ask you about. We've, we've been talking to people about their favorite music that they've been using or listening to to kind of escape or distract themselves during these troubling times uh, as a music station here at Eagle Air. Do you have any recommendations of things we should add to the pandemic playlist that we're, we're building today? Well, I, I'm sure you've done a great list, and, and my music goes back to the 60s and 70s. So whatever music that people find to be relaxing, I think this is the time, especially when they're confined at home and in, in social distancing, they, they listen to their favorite music. And sometimes it is tied to a certain time period. And for me, I, I appreciate the music of the 60s and the 70s uh, uh, from the Beatles and others that uh, I'm sure your listening audience is aware of, but uh, that uh, predates them. Well, I, I think we've uh, talked to a number of different folks, you know, faculty, alumni, students, staff. And so we've gotten uh, a broad range of interests and genres. And certainly uh, the music that you hear on Eagle Air actually spans seven decades. So... Uh, we do have a pretty diverse catalog. Do you have a favorite Beatles song that you might share with us? Um, I, uh, I I think I like I like them all. Uh, I, I think I like uh, uh, "Here Comes the Sun," and uh, so even even when the Beatles broke up, I I, I uh, liked all the music uh, of, of of all the the Beatles. So uh, um, I I think that that "Here Comes the Sun" has a certain. Uh, uh, meaning for me that that I enjoy the song very much. I've always kind of been partial to Love Me Do. I don't know why. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I always like I always really liked that one. Dr. Dillingham, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it and um good luck with the Census Bureau. Well, well, thank you and and uh thank your listeners and uh uh and, and uh, continue the great news there in Winthrop. Uh it's a great great school and a great opportunity for those that uh, choose to go there. We can report there's two more people here in Rock Hill, South Carolina today. So, uh Oh, terrific. <laughs> we're, we're in Johnson Hall at the in the Eagle Air studio. So, thank oh, you so much. We really fantastic. appreciate it. Thank you. 
That was Dr. Stephen Dillingham, director of the U.S. Mm -hmm. Census Bureau and a 1973 graduate of Winthrop University. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day.